Hello, this is Tushta Krishna Das, and you're listening to ISKCON Denver podcast, where you can hear all of our classes and kirtans. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with others. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Chapter 9, Prahlad pacifies the Lord with prayers, text 28, word for word and meanings, evam, thus, janam, people in general, napatitam, fallen, prabhava, of material existence, Ahikupe, in a blind well full of snakes. Kama abhikamam, desiring the sense objects. Anu, following. Ya, the person who. Prapatan, falling down in this condition. Prasangat, because of bad association or increased association with material desires. Viritava. Atmasat, causing me to acquire spiritual qualities like himself, Sri Narada. Sura Rishana, 
by the great saintly person Narada. Bhagavan, O oh my Lord, Grihita, accepted. Saha, that person. Aham, I. Putam, how. Nu, indeed. Visrijay, can give up. Tava, your Britya Sevam, the service of your pure devotee. Evam Janamni Patitam Jabavahi Pute. Samadikama Manuja Plapatan Prasangat Gritvat Masatsura Sinabhagavan Grihita Soham Katam Nuvisrije Tava Vritya Sevam Evanjanam Nepatitam Prabhavahi Pupe Kama Bikama Manuya Prabhatan Prasangat Gritvatma Satsura Sinabhagavan Grihita Soham Katam Nu Sevam Evanjanam Nepatitam Prabhavahi Pupe Kama Bikama Nanuya Prapatan Prasangat Kritavatma Satsura Sinabhagavan Grihita Soham Katam Nuvisrijetava Vritya Sevam Please stop. Tantra Bhavahi Pupe Kama Bikama Nanuya Prapatanta Sangha Kama Bikama Nanuya Prapatanta Sangha Kama Bikama Nanuya Prapatanta Sangha Kama Bikama Nanuya Prapatanta S
Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A. Sivaktaviram Goswami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. My dear Lord, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, because of my association with material desires, one after another, I was gradually falling into a blind well full of snakes, following the general populace. But your servant Narada Muni kindly accepted me as his disciple and instructed me how to achieve this transcendental position. Therefore, my first duty is to serve him. How could I leave his service? Please repeat, my dear Lord, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, because of my association with material desires, one after another, I was gradually falling into a blind well full of snakes, following the general populace. But your servant Narda Muni kindly accepted me as his disciple and instructed me how to achieve this transcendental position. Therefore, my first duty is to serve him. How could I leave his service? Srila Prabhupada's purport, Srila Prabhupada, Ki Jai. As will be seen in later verses, even though Prahlad Maharaj was directly offered all the benedictions he might have desired, he refused to accept such offerings from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. On the contrary, he asked the Lord to engage him in the service of his servant, Narada Muni. This is the symptom of a pure devotee. One should serve the spiritual master first. It is not that one should bypass the spiritual master and desire to serve the Supreme Lord. This is not the principle for a Vaishnava. Nartam Das Thakur says, Kamdera Charana Sevi Bhaktasani Vas, Janame Janame Hoi Abhivas. One should not be anxious to offer direct service to the Lord. 
Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu advised that one become a servant of the servant of the servant of the Lord, Gopi Bhartupada Kamalila Dasa Dasani Dasa. This is the process for approaching the Supreme Lord. The first service should be rendered to the spiritual master so that by his mercy one can approach the Supreme Personality of Godhead to render service. While teaching Rupa Goswami, <coughs> Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Guru Krishna Prasadipai, Bhakti Lakta Bija. One can achieve the seed of devotional service by the mercy of the Guru, the spiritual master, and then by the mercy of Krishna. This is the secret of success. First, one should try to please the spiritual master. And then one should attempt to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur also says, Yasha Prasada, Bhagavad Prasada. One should not attempt to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead by concoction. One must first be prepared to serve the spiritual master. And when one is qualified, he is automatically offered the platform of direct service to the Lord. Therefore, Prahlad Maharaj proposed that he engage in the service of Narada Muni. He never proposed that he engage directly in the service of the Lord. This is the right conclusion. Therefore, he said, Soham katam me vishrajeta sevam. How can I give up the service of my spiritual master who has favored me in such a way that I am now able to see you face to face? Pallad Maharaj prayed to the Lord that he might continue to engage in the service of his spiritual master, Narada Muni. Nama Om Vishnu Vidaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swamin Ittinamine Namaste Saraswate Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatireshatarine Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shiva Kridor Bhaktivinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So I'd like to humbly beg for blessings of your lordships and Srila Prabhupada, all the Parampara and all the devotees who speak something Krishna conscious on Srila Prabhupada's disappearance day. And this verse was suggested by Tusta Krishna Prabhu. So uh, therefore I'm reading this verse today. And uh, most of the reading from the final lesson from Lilamrita will be Krishna willing <laughs> tonight and maybe a little bit this morning. So, um, as Tusta Krishna Prabhu was mentioning, that perhaps some of us might have felt like we were in a blind well full of snakes <laughs> in material existence, just following the general populace, 
but uh, by the mercy of, of Srila Prabhupada and all his representatives, uh, we've been accepted into this family, the, the family of our uh, Jagat Guru, our um, preeminent Shiksha Guru, founder Acharya of this pond. His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada, Ki Jai. So in, in this regard, we can see that um, taking shelter of Srila Prabhupada and his representatives is um, what's pulling us out of this blind well. And everybody is in the well or crawling out of the well uh, at one point in existence. So at this point, we're all given the uh, great fortune to be um, connected to his spiritual master. And here, um, Prahlad Maharaj is um, so much appreciating his spiritual master, Narada Muni. I thought this was really special to read from the seventh canto because um, the only classes that I heard uh, Prabhupada speak in, in person in Mayapur were from uh, Seventh Canto, Srimad Bhagavatam. So it kind of takes me back to uh, that um, uh, opportunity that we had to associate with Prabhupada during his last four point year festival on the planet with us uh, in Mayapur. He did not go to Vrindavan that year for the festival, which disappointed a lot of devotees <laughs> because he always went Mayapur, Vrindavan. But that year he was too ill, uh, so he stayed in Mayapur for the rest of um, the <coughs> uh, festivities for that, that month, Gaur Purnima month. So uh, <coughs> here, uh, Prahlad Maharaj is saying that uh, to the Lord, Nisimhadev, that your servant kindly accepted me as his disciple. So this is the... Uh, um, the cyclic succession where we're taking shelter of the servants of the servants of the servants um, that teach us how to attain the transcendental position. So uh, this is our, our duty, right? And, uh, and then even uh, beyond, someday beyond just duty and goodness, it, it is our service out of uh, ecstatic love and devotion to... Uh, to this, this mission. So just as a um, reflection on all of this, I just wanted to write some, uh, read some that I had written, reflections, if that's okay. Dear Srila Prabhupada, please accept my respectful obeisances. All glories to you, Guru Maharaj. In 1975, Devotees were preparing your Denver arrival, not at all thinking about your disappearance. Though by your super excellent preaching and books, you imparted the knowledge of birth and death and how appearance and disappearance of the spiritual master are non-different, since both are meant for glorification of the spiritual master. In fact, you showed by example that our entire life is meant for glorification of Guru Garanga. You showed how to be a child 
schoolboy, college student, worker at the pharmaceutical company, Brihasta, Vanapras, Sanyas, and lessons in dying in Vrindavan in 1977. You showed by your disappearance pastimes that the guru arranges for intensified and intimate devotional service. Your translations of Srimad Bhagavatam, 10th Canto, chapters 1 through 13, showed your determination to fight or serve to the end of the body, and that devotional service goes on beyond the temporary body. Srila Prabhupada's love is unlimited. The lessons of his final days are also unlimited. Here's a meditation on some of those lessons. One, the final days were exchanges of heightened love. Two, guru-disciple relationship means vapu-seva with the most intimacy ever and vani-seva when in separation. That was the most intimate time for uh, Prabhupada's servants, uh, secretaries, and for all the devotees uh, during the um, uh, disappearance um, vira. Three, learn cooperation with love and trust despite all diversity, unity in diversity. Four, don't think this, death won't happen to you. Prepare through giving your life and service. Five, Srila Prabhupada wants us to take up the family business with maturity. Six, whether it is through birth, disease, old age, and death, it is all accompanied by Sankirtan. Seven, we all need to deepen our mood when hearing and chanting and during all services. Eight, we need to have conviction and be deeply rooted. We need to grow up spiritually. The children are not always physically with the father. Nine, Srila Prabhupada gave us a foundation to build on, his mission of Sanatan Dharma. It also includes the entire world, establishing Varnashram. Ten, he translated up to the final days, his ecstasies, his very person present in his books, flood the world with these books. Eleven, temple of Vedic planetarium, his leaders were all encouraged to make this ISKCON project fully manifest, as it was predicted by Lord Nityananda. Twelve, Srila Prabhupada personified Lord Nityananda's magnanimous mood and compassion of Janavalar, and deep love and devotion of Srimati Radha. And is empowering those who are receptive to open up the floodgates of compassion. Thank you, Srila Prabhupada. So, in Prabhupada Lamrita, Satsrup Bhaskar Swami has kindly rendered for us. There is the chapter final lesson, and in this chapter, 
there's an epilogue, which I thought we could um, look at. In describing how the followers of his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, continued to relish the nectar of serving him in separation, we are not speaking of only a small band of several thousand devotees whom he initiated during his lifetime. Srila Prabhupada was not an only an acharya, but he was the founder acharya of the Krishna consciousness movement, which is a dynamic spiritual reality. That reality is nothing less than the Yuga Dharma, or the form of spiritual life recommended for all humanity in the present age of Kali, the most dangerous of ages in which humanity eventually abandons all religious principles. So as Baldo Paul Prabhu was telling me today that some of our um, illustrious devotees, leaders, are speaking today on Srila Prabhupada, the preeminent uh, Shiksha Guru for uh, ISKCON. So maybe we can hear those uh, recorded. <laughs> this was uh, by Sheshika Prabhu, Pragosh Prabhu, and your Guru Maharaj Radnath Swami, right, for today. So we can maybe have that opportunity to hear from them. The ultimate goal of human life was taught by Lord Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita when he declared, abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I shall deliver you from all sinful reaction. Do not fear. So this is one of the main verses besides 10.10 in the Bhagavad Gita that um, drove me to Srila Prabhupada's lotus feet, you know, after reading the Bhagavad Gita and then reading this verse and understanding that it's now um, imperative to surrender everything. And this is your spiritual master, so um, we owe so much to Srila Prabhupada for bringing us Bhagavad Gita as it is. Krishna taught this 5,000 years ago when he appeared in the world, but people have misinterpreted and misunderstood what Krishna meant. Lord Chaitanya invented, therefore, to revive the original message of surrender to Krishna, primarily by introducing the Sankirtan movement of chanting the holy names of God. Bhaktivinoda Thakur, a great devotee of Lord Chaitanya appearing in the 19th century, foresaw that Lord Chaitanya's Sankirtan principles could and would be introduced all over the world. He had studied deeply many other religions and philosophies, but he felt that Lord Chaitanya's Sankirtan was universal, the essence of religious life, able to unite all people and bring them to perfection. So that's what, during my life, I was looking for the essence of life, and it wasn't until reading Prabhupada's books that I understood this is the essence, so I owe everything to Srila Prabhupada. There's nothing I don't owe to him because of giving the essence and um, able to reunite all people. So I was, you know, following the general populace, thinking maybe I'll work for the United Nations. That was the thing that was going on at the time to work there. And um, <coughs> so uh, this became the understanding 
It's Chaitanya Sankirtan that's universal, as Srila Prabhupada has taught us. So bypassing all of what the general populace was running towards, the devotees ran towards this essence of uh, Sri Krishna Sankirtan. Bhaktivinoda Thakur's son was Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati, who became the spiritual master of Srila Prabhupada and who ordered Srila Prabhupada to implement the vision of worldwide Krishna consciousness by going to preach in the West. A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada is therefore to be appreciated not only as the guru of a few intimate servants or even the guru of a single generation of disciples, as the founder acharya of the Krishna consciousness movement, he introduced the standard of Krishna consciousness as it can be practiced by all sincere followers for thousands. Um, so um, just to see the amazing nature of Srila Prabhupada thousands of years to come, his books as the law books and as founder acharya and um, preaching uh, for, for this golden age in Kali Yuga. The scriptures predict that all the present age is constantly becoming more inauspicious, unfortunate, and degraded for a period of 10,000 years from the time of Lord Chaitanya's advent. A golden age of Krishna consciousness can appear in the Krishna consciousness movement for 10,000 years. So we're so fortunate to be the pioneers. And... Uh, also, too, to be able to be uh, planting these seeds because all the future politicians and academians and um, intellectuals and scientists will be um, able to um, live their lives and, do, and present their careers and present science in terms of Krishna consciousness. That's what they'll be doing. They'll be actually um, not presenting as it is now, but they'll be presenting as it is, Prabhupada said, as it is in these books. We cannot limit Srila Prabhupada, therefore, by describing him only within the drama of his being the guru for one generation of followers. Srila Prabhupada is Jagad Guru, the spiritual master of the entire world. One time one of his disciples was speaking with him and Prabhupada said, uh, I think it was something like, anyway, describing how the whole world was worshiping Prabhupada. And Prabhupada explained that yes, some, as far as being Jagat Guru, some know and some don't. So it's our service to help them know who is this personality and why he is so important, the major importance in their life. He is a bona fide spiritual master, faithfully conveying the message of the disciplic succession from Lord Krishna as he received it in Parampara from the spiritual master. But more than that, he was empowered by Krishna to do what no other spiritual master has ever done. He is the founder acharya for spreading Lord Chaitanya's Sankirtan worldwide in the midst of the age of Kali. So, um, Ayodhipati Prabhu, well, in, the, in that, at that time, he, uh, he's now a bhakti, is Bringa Govinda Swami. So I, uh, we knew him and his wife, well, at the time. Um, 
in Vrindavan. And uh, he was there when Prabhupada disappeared and Krishna Das Babaji Maharaj, very intimate um, god brother to the Prabhupada, explained to uh, Arirajapati Prabhu at that time that um, you know your, your spiritual master is the greatest um, spiritual master in Acharya because of what he did for spreading the holy names all over the world. So uh, at the time of great devastation when Prabhupada had had left, then um, the encouragement of uh, so many devotees was there for uh, Prabhupada's disciples. You know, take heart and, and remember, you know, who is this personality that you'll be serving eternally. Anyone who wants shelter from the evil effects of the present godless age can have it by taking up devotional service under the guidance of Lord Chaitanya's teachings given by Srila Prabhupada. So um, <coughs> it's explained that um, Prabhupada's teachings were not just for India, but um, for every town and village and for every universe, really. Srila Prabhupada had faith in these words and personally saw in his lifetime that pure Krishna consciousness could be adopted by people of all races and cultures, even those considered by Vedic standards to be aborigines and outcasts. Through the applications of Srila Prabhupada, therefore, the Krishna consciousness movement is now proven to be viable for anyone, anywhere in the world. And we can see what's going on in the world today with um, so much chaos and disruption and, you know, protesting and things like that. So um, in the golden age, uh, as it progresses, then people will be able to um, see the universe, uh, unity in diversity with all the races and cultures, you know, brought together um, in serving uh, Lord Chaitanya's mission. So in that way, um, there'll be more peace. And people are looking for that. Anyone can serve Srila Prabhupada in separation. He asked all his followers to avoid four sinful activities, meat-eating, intoxication, illicit sex and gambling, and to chant Hare Krishna mantra, a minimum of 16 rounds daily on beads. He also advised that one regularly read Vedic literature, such as Bhagavad Gita as it is in Srimad Bhagavatam. As for keeping spiritual health and strength to follow the spiritual principles, he advised that one associate with like-minded devotees. Whoever follows these basic practices and recognizes Srila Prabhupada as the direct representative of Krishna is his follower. And the Vedic scriptures say that only by serving the representative of Krishna can one become dear to Krishna himself. The ways of serving Krishna are unlimited, as Srila Prabhupada expertly displayed. He invited scientists, artists, philosophers, and businessmen to serve Krishna according to their occupations and capabilities. The artist, instead of painting pictures out of his imagination or making renderings of the material energy, can paint pictures depicting Krishna in the spiritual world. The poet can describe Krishna as the absolute truth. The philosopher can explain Krishna as the cause of all causes. The scientist can prove that life comes from life. 
and the businessman can contribute money to the worthiest welfare activity of Krishna consciousness. A person does not therefore have to abandon his family or retreat to a solitary cave to realize God. In any situation of life, one can move from mundane to spiritual by adopting the practices of Krishna consciousness. This is the broad and liberal way Srila Prabhupada intended Krishna consciousness to pervade the society. So by um, our distributing Krishna consciousness and our kirtan and prasad and um, the books, so this is going to be the reality because of uh, this that Prabhupada has set up and um, duly asked us to take on, carry on. The International Society for Krishna Consciousness, Prabhupada's own society of devotees, is meant to help all persons interested in developing spiritual life under Srila Prabhupada's guidance. ISKCON was Prabhupada's organization for establishing and proliferating temple worship, book printing and distribution, and communities where devotees could live and serve together in close association. Therefore, Prabhupada entrusted all his properties, including the magnificent temples he had built in India, to ISKCON for the protection and per per perpetuation of his work. And he instructed his disciples to show their love for him by always cooperating among themselves to expand further the Krishna consciousness movement. When a disciple expressed his appreciation of Prabhupada's magnificent quarters in Bombay, Prabhupada replied, I cannot take these with me. I am leaving them for you to use. The essential do not know it. They are actually hankering for the happiness of genuine spiritual life. Prabhupada, out of compassion, wanted to distribute the gifts of Krishna consciousness to all the hungry people in the world. These gifts, peace of mind, satisfaction, freedom from anxiety, can be obtained by anyone who takes wholeheartedly to devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This pure, happy state can be realized by receiving the ongoing dynamic legacy which Prabhupada left, his books, his devotees, his Krishna Consciousness Society, and his method of expertly applying Krishna Consciousness to every situation in the modern context. Whoever intelligently takes up the practice of Krishna Consciousness will also inherit the most wonderful realization in his relationship with Srila Prabhupada the pure devotee of Krishna. So today's a good day for everyone to um, strengthen that relationship and um, pray to Srila Prabhupada and write to him or sing to him or um, speak to him your heart. We hope that the Srila Prabhupada Lilamrita will help the readers in establishing their relationship with Srila Prabhupada. Its contribution is in the mood of remembering Srila Prabhupada in separation. Remembering his pastimes puts one into direct contact with him and with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And this remembrance can free one from bondage to material life and enable one to taste the nectar of the eternal pastimes of Krishna and his associates in the spiritual world. So one time in a darshan, public darshan, uh, somebody asked Prabhupada, um, well, if I remember you at the time of death, can I go back to Godhead? And Prabhupada said, yes. Srila Prabhupada's life did not end on November 14, 1977. And we hope that the readers of Srila Prabhupada Lilamrita will not feel they have finished their connection with this literature by having read it once. 
So you can always read it uh, again and again. Any of the books that Prabhupada's disciples and others have written with the memories, you can read. Our hope is that by hearing about Srila Prabhupada, the reader will become himself a Prabhupada Nuga, a follower of Srila Prabhupada. We can wish no better fortune upon anyone. So uh, this was completed actually in Kartik Sivan, the Krishna Balaram Mandir in uh, 1982. It was um, during one of the uh, December marathons um, that uh, we had gotten some of the uh, first volumes of Prabhupada Lamrita, which came out individually in, in different volumes. So um, we got Lifetime in Preparation volume uh, during right at the time of the December Marathon when we're uh, doing books at the old um, Denver Airport, Stapleton Airport. And my own experience was that to learn more, you know, about Srila Prabhupada and um, understand more about his pastimes, how Lord Chaitanya had arranged his life for the whole of, of uh, everybody to um, benefit, to learn how to live in this world and be Krishna conscious. So that, um, that marathon was very uh, enlivening for us because we were um, spurred on and on and on by um, hearing more about Srila Prabhupada. And actually, too, uh, the marathon directly after Prabhupada's disappearance in 77, December, was uh, our biggest marathon to date. And that was um, spurred on by uh, a very intense mood of um, you know, Prabhupada's presence in his books and in uh, everything that he had said, everything he did. Um, so that gave everyone so much uh, um, encouragement, you know, to, to just go on and, and feel uh, that he is, he is with us. He's never going to leave us. Um, so that was very, very special uh, mood. So uh, is there a microphone right there? Okay. So if there anyone else would like to um, say anything or whatever, any glorification. It was a wonderful occasion uh, uh, when we were in Vrindavan. It must have been when you all headed up the party and you know to Kovri of the Boo. We were in, uh, we came back from, no, it must have been another year, right? because we were just in Puri and Mypur, right? So uh, Kartik, one year in Kartik, um, we were able to um, be in Prabhupada's room in the evening of the anniversary of his uh, disappearance. So that was a very powerful experience because devotees from all around the world were chanting in Kirtan for Srila Prabhupada. And then at the exact time of Prabhupada's departure, then an RT was um, be begun for Srila Prabhupada, picture on his uh, disappearance bed. Um, so it was a very um, moving experience to be there in Vrindavan at the very time um, during his anniversary of his departure with so many uh, Prabhupada disciples and others from all over the world. Many that I had heard of or seen on the memory series and had never 
personally um, been in their association. So just many of them I never even spoke one word to, but we all sat there around Srila Prabhupada's bed and it was as if we had spoken um, unlimited words. Anyone have anything to add? Yes, Prabhu. I was wondering if you could share um, about your experience in Mayapur when Prabhupada was there. Uh -huh. Yeah, so um, like I said, he was preaching and um, giving classes from uh, Seventh Canto of Prahlad Maharaj's pastime. So he, uh, he only came down some few times to the temple room for uh, Guru Puja, you know, reading the deities in class. So actually the first time I physically saw Prabhupada was when he was coming down from Lotus Building from his rooms with all of his um, entourage and um, coming down to come into the temple uh, with the small Radhamadeva deities um, for uh, you know, greeting the deities and Guru Puji in the class. So that was the, the first time that I was able to uh, have that wonderful darshan. I was there with Anuradha. Um, she and I had come from Denver with some of the other devotees, Savas and Tanabhad and Kursreshta and others. So uh, first time seeing Prabhupada and, and of course, uh, like a lot of uh, disciples said, uh, as soon as they saw Prabhupada, even if they didn't know about paying obeisances, but we did know, um, they just fell. So when, when you saw Prabhupada, you just, you know, fell. Somehow you fell into the dust of Mayapur without, you know, breaking your neck. <laughs> just like fell. And as if it was, you know, like it was uh, um, catching you, the dust of Mayapur just catching you as you fell to pay obeisances to Prabhupada. And then tears just streaming out of everyone's eyes, just streaming like profusely. Um, so I think a lot of Prabhupada's disciples had that experience. Um, first seeing Prabhupada, a lot of those experiences were in the airports. And then the, my experience was in Mayapur Dam. And um, which was really the first Dam that I wanted to go to in the early 70s. Um, I wrote to Mayapur but never got a reply. So I thought, okay, so that means I'm not going there right now. But that's where I really wanted to go at first because I was so much um, wanting to be where Lord Chaitanya had his pastimes, the kirtan, sankirtan, and stuff. But uh, so finally I got to Mayapur many years later in 1977. And so uh, it was wonderful when Prabhupada would um, greet the deities and circumambulate little Radhamadava because in the uh, little uh, temple on the lowest uh, level of the uh, Lotus Building was, um, uh, you could circumambulate all the way around the deities like you can now in Mayapur, right? You can make that whole circumambulation around them. So you could also do that in the, in the small um, Lotus Temple. And so Prabhupada would do that, and as you've seen in the, in the, in the videos, he would pull on the, the uh, the um, belt, right? And 
And everybody, whenever Prabhupada would do that, everybody would jump higher and higher and higher. <laughs> and so when um, I was there, very close to Prabhupada when he was doing that, and, um, but it was hard to get real close because <laughs> there were so many uh, sannyasis and devotees, leaders. But then at one point, Prabhupada was walking up towards uh, Radha Madhava and the altar, and he was walking, everybody had, you know, thrown flower petals on him. So, um, so he walked on those petals, and then um, some of us, we scooped him up and ate them all. <laughs> that's, a, that were, that's what I got from remnants from Prabhupada, and then also his, his salt I got which was a really nice remnant. Like some of the devotees would do remnants, like say like a rascula or something, and it's like, boop, okay, that's it. It's the end of that remnant. But um, <laughs> uh, Kamadiki, uh, she, uh, Prabhupada disciple, she gave me a big vessel of Prabhupada's maha salt that he used on his table. So therefore I was able to have Prabhupada's remnants for many, 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 many years. <laughs> So even though it was like, yeah, they say, oh, did you get Prabhupada's remnants? Yeah, I got his salt. And I go, oh. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> so, so then uh, Prabhupada would have darshan in his room late afternoon, four o'clock or so. So, uh, so I, I wore my best sari, which was... Uh, not, you know, polyester. <laughs> it was actually cotton. <laughs> uh, and so um, we all went up to uh, Prabhupada's room. And uh, so when I was at the door, uh, before coming in, I paying obeisances as soon as I glimpsed Prabhupada outside the door. And um, I maybe mentioned this at an, another time previously, that when I was a child, I wanted to know what it would be like to be in association of the disciples of Lord Jesus, uh, because I was uh, very much in that mood. And so then, when I paid obeisances outside Prabhupada's door, then it just flooded into my consciousness that uh, here you are, you are at the feet of the Shakti-Veshavatara, the his disciples, now your wish is fulfilled, Prabhupada said. <laughs> so, uh, um, then I sat down, I didn't realize it at the time, but I sat down next to Pishi, my Prabhupada's sister. <laughs> but then when I looked over, kind of, I kind of didn't want to stare, but I looked, oh, wow, she looks just like Prabhupada, that must be his sister. So uh, I had um, a plate that I brought from Denver, some dry fruits and nuts. <laughs> For Srila Prabhupada. So I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was just sitting there holding it during the darshan. And then Pishima in Bengali and sign language, you know, so he's like, you know, take it up there, you know, you take it up there. <laughs> wow, she's talking to me. <laughs> she's giving me an instruction. She's telling me what to do. Wow, I have to do this right now? In front of everybody. <laughs> Couldn't refuse, Prabhupada's sister. So then uh, I, I stood up, took the plate up. <laughs> no place to put it down on Prabhupada's desk. Everything Prabhupada had on his desk was in the exact place it's supposed to be. So I moved a few things over, very, you know, like, 
with trepidation <laughs> and sat down the plate and Prabhupada, what he said to me personally, this only you know, expression that he said to me personally was, mm. <laughs> so when devotees said, well, what did Prabhupada say to you, you know, when you went to Vrindavan and Maipur and, you know, when you went to that darshan and, what did he say? I mean, what, what was the conversation? You know, did you ask questions? And I said, oh, um, Prabhupada said, hmm. <laughs> and I said, oh. <laughs> and then one time I heard Satsuru Maharaj say, he was describing different ways that Prabhupada would express ecstasy. And then he had it written out in his writings that, you know, how Prabhupada, this was it. 26th Second Avenue days, and he said, and Prabhupada could express, you know, different ecstasies, like, mm. <laughs> So then I realized, wow, Prabhupada was expressing this ecstasy, and <laughs> so that meant a lot. <laughs> and so, we, yeah, we sat there during the darshan, and um, then after that darshan, Prabhupada did not come down to temple room anymore because he was, he was ill. And so um, our leaders at um, announcements in the temple after Mangalarti, he would explain to us that Prabhupada is ill. And, um, and also too, that for those of you who are not following proper etiquette in the Dom, then you better follow proper etiquette because this can cause Prabhupada's illness. And everyone was like, petrified, you know, like, what are we doing wrong, you know, causing Prabhupada's illness, and everybody was like, oh, <laughs> you know, crying, and, and just so fearful in a, you know, a spiritual way. So then um, the, uh, the word got out that Prabhupada will be just in his room. He will not be coming down for a class or greetings or Guru Puja, or he will not be giving darshan in his room. He'll be just speaking with some of those GDC members and like that. And so uh, then, uh, for the rest of the festival, um, the, some of the New Vrindavan um, ladies, Vaishnavis, uh, uh, from their uh, very powerful <laughs> Sankirtan party that plowed through the USA <laughs> greatly um, to build Prabhupada's palace and distribute his books, um, came up to me and my friend Mahara, she was like, um, Prabhuji, uh, we're collecting through Prabhupada's medicines. He really needs medicines now. And so we're asking everyone, give all you have. You know, just like you, you ask somebody on book distribution, just, you know, just give it all, please. You know, everything you got there, don't hold back. You know, don't you know about surrender? You, you don't hold back, you give it all. <laughs> so, so Mahara's like, give it all. <laughs> so I said, all right, you can have them all. <laughs> In those days, we traveled with traveler's checks, <laughs> American Express. So it's like, oh, okay. Well, forget all the saris and forget all the this and that you're thinking to get. Okay, Mahara, here it is. Here, here's all of it for Prabhupada. She's gone. Thanks, Prabhuji. <laughs> so we got to serve Prabhupada in those ways. 
um, in separation already, even though Prabhupada was present with us at the festival, but we weren't seeing him. So we were in separation and trying to serve him in various different ways and uh, pick flowers for him and, and wash his room. And um, Tamal Krishna Maharaj's um, widow, Madri, she asked me, uh, could you do some service for Prabhupada? I said, yeah, I would like to really do some service. And I'd always meditated on um, polishing Prabhupada's silver and you know all these wonderful things. And, and then she said, can you clean Prabhupada's bathroom? And I thought, oh, well, well, yeah. I mean, that's what I always do anyway. I clean the Brahmachrini bath bathroom all the time. I'm the bathroom cleaner, so that's where I belong. That makes sense. And so, uh, <laughs> so then she said, okay, here's the bucket, go in there, hose it down, and just all over the ceiling, the walls, the floors, squeegee it, get it all the way up there on the ceiling, and all the way down the walls, and squeegee it, make sure it goes into the drain. Do everything um, with as much water as you can. So I'm there with these buckets, and I'm like, you know, like five gallon buckets, and I'm 